Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm confident we're going to be prepared to play. We're going to go into every game believing we can win. And we're going to have a lot of young players excited to see develop. And we have a chance to be part of that quarter you're talking it's about. It's time for the Ben Charrington Show. Every Sunday on the Pirates Radio Network. For all Pirates breaking news updates and information. As well as a chance to win exclusive prizes. Follow the Pirates on Twitter. Add Pirates to Snapchat. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Pirates. And on Instagram at Pittsburgh Pirates. Find out more at Pittsburgh.com slash Connect. It's the Ben Charrington Show. Every Sunday on the Pirates Radio Network. Welcome to PNC Park, where today the Pirates conclude their opening home series against the Chicago Cubs. Today it's the rubber match. JT Brubaker on the hill for Pittsburgh against former Pirate Trevor Williams. Pirates coming off an 8-2 clubbing of the Cubbies last night. Greg Brown in the booth with you, along with our general manager, Ben Charrington. The Ben Charrington Show comes your way every Sunday before the Pirates play. Our director in the booth, Doran Check, and our produ- producer at our flagship station, Mike Kravitz. Ben, uh, it's been a week since we uh, chatted with you last Sunday, of course, before the Pirates and Cubs met uh, a rematch last night of those two starting pitchers, and it's certainly a different outcome, really, on both sides. Zach Davies pitched uh, into the sixth inning, got uh, two outs into the sixth before uh, he left. He got the win and the 4-3 victory at Wrigley last Sunday, while Mitch Keller lasted only three, walked four. And again, last night, a different story, as uh, it was Keller who went five, Davies knocked out in the second, a tale of two games for sure. Yeah, well, it was just, uh, you know, just really encouraging to see Mitch last night. Um, fun to watch him. Uh, I think around 70% strikes and uh, one walk, seven punch outs in five innings. Uh, you know, just fun watching. We, we, everyone knows uh, the stuff is so good. Hitters don't react to the stuff. Uh, when he's uh, controlling counts like he did last night, um, he's going to be really effective. It was fun to watch him out there. Ben, uh, I think it was Jacob Stallings before the game yesterday asked about Keller, uh, one of the members of the media, and, and suggesting it. Is it just a matter of, of confidence because you, you said his stuff is so good? And he said he just needs to get in the zone, uh, learn how his stuff plays, uh, learn, and, and, and learn how to make adjustments. And it looked like that's kind of what he did last night. Yeah, you know, it's, it's easy to sit up here in this seat in this and I'm not saying this about you Brownie but I'm, I'm saying this about <laughs> yeah, myself okay. I'm saying this about myself you know this beautiful view and and we talk about the things that got young players or young pitchers need to do to have success and we talk about me you know maybe I might talk about control of the strike zone or executing and um and, and you know it, we talk about it like it's an easy thing to do well we know it's not and the closer someone someone told me this a long time ago. I've never forgotten it. Um, a former major league pitching coach, when I was really young, getting into this game, 
he told me, listen, just remember one thing, the further away from the field you get, the easier this game looks. And that's so true. The closer you get to the field, the faster it is, the harder it is. Uh, so Mitch is trying to do something hard it, just because he's, you know, he's, we know he's talented. We know the stuff's really good. Uh, he's developing into a major league starting pitcher. Uh, we're confident he's going to do that. He's working his tail off at it. Uh, and when you see an outing last night, it, you know, just happy for him because we know the effort he's putting in. I guess, you know, uh, and I don't know if this is uh, germane just to Pittsburgh. I assume every fan base you would know better than wanting your your high draft picks, your highly touted prospects to arrive, and especially, I guess, with pitchers, arrive on the scene and, and just make an impact right away. But with Kelly, you're talking about now just 18 major league starts. It does take time, doesn't it? It does take time, and it's going to be a different path for everyone. It's rarely a straight line. Um, you know, that's why the, the game is so fun and, and complex is that it's played by human beings, and human beings are going to, uh, perform and make adjustments and settle in at, at different paces. And, um, you know, what we need over time is to help our guys just keep getting better. And, and if we keep doing that over time and we have enough of those guys, uh, you know, that'll add up to a good thing. Eight games in now. Who, who uh, uh, may start with Phillip Evans in terms of guys that have uh, made an impact, of course, but, but guys that you're really pleased with. Again, it's only eight games. We understand that. Yeah, you know, it's so early. Um, I think one of the things that I've had to do even this year is uh, last year we had to sort of calibrate to a 60-game schedule. And, you know, so how long, <laughs> what, what does small sample mean in a 60-game schedule? Well, now we have to sort of recalibrate back again to a longer season. Um, we know eight games is basically nothing in the context of a 162-game season. Um, we know we have a, it's, it's a really long season. There's a lot of runway to go. Um, guys are just barely settling into their seasons. Um, that said, every day is important. So, you know, every day is an opportunity to get better, to perform, to take something onto the field, into the game. Uh, and when you see guys doing the things in the games that uh, we know they're working on in practice, we know that will help them perform, will help ultimately us get closer to winning, you know, that's really encouraging. And we have seen some of that uh, already this year. We want to see more. and. Uh, we also want to give guys a chance to get into their seasons and get settled and get into a routine. Ben, when you say you had to recalibrate, and I guess everybody did when it came to the 60 games last year, you're now back to some uh, sense of normalcy when it comes to, I guess, evaluating. How have you done this in the past? There are some general managers uh, I know have, have talked about evaluating in like 40-game parcels. How do you do it? Yeah, I mean, I don't know that there's a magic number, and it probably does depend a little bit on the team and uh, case-specific, but 40 games is as good a number as I could come up with. Um, it's basically, you know, it's a quarter of a season and it gives you, it, usually you're going to get into sometime at some point in May uh, and that feels about right. It doesn't mean that at 40 games you all of a sudden start making changes, but um, it's probably enough in most cases for players to kind of get past the small sample, good luck, bad luck stuff and, um, you know, give us some, um, you know, real sense of, of, of who they are in that particular season. and. And then that gives you a, a, a way to uh, think about, all right, like we need to get better at this or we need to adjust this. This part's working well. Um, you know, so we're not, we're not near that. Um, you know, that, that doesn't mean you don't, you're not trying to get better every day even well before. You know, we're trying to get better day, today and tomorrow. And every time uh, these guys, they're major league players. Every time they take the field, 
they are they we need to be prepared to win. They certainly they're they're going to expect to win. We want them to believe they can win. Go in go into the game executing to win. Um, and we come out of the outcomes and we learn from those outcomes. And when they're not in our favor, it's painful. Nobody likes it. <laughs> when they are in our favor, we'll celebrate a little bit. Still learn from it. Get back here the next day and look to get better again. Before the game today, uh, Derek Shelton pointed out something that John Wayner talked a lot about on the TV side last night, a, a little nuance, uh, and it's maybe seemed little at the time, but I guess maybe, Ben, to your point about getting better every day, uh, Shelton wanted to make a point of the, 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 the Reynolds secondary lead, Brian Reynolds, on the base hit in the second inning by Colin Moran. It was a bang-bang play at the plate, and yep. had Reynolds not gotten that great secondary lead and gotten that foot down at, at the point of contact when the pitch was coming in toward the plate, he doesn't score. Yeah, it's such a good example, and I'm glad you raised that. Um, it's a meaningful play in the game. You know, ultimately, you know, you don't know what the scores are going to be. So whatever, wherever you are in the game, that moment is an important play, no matter what the outcome ends up being. And that, in that situation, that was a really important play um, in that particular moment, in that particular game. In the broader scheme of things, um, you know, we talk about this a lot, but base running, it's one of those parts of the game that really just requires focus and effort um, and some preparation. It should be controllable, and um, we need to take pride in controlling that. Um, in some respects, I would argue, and I know guys in our clubhouse would argue, that um, being, a good base being a good base runner is as, as closely associated with being a good teammate as really anything we do in baseball, because it's 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 sort of this it's the most selfless thing you do on the, on, in the game. You're just you know being a good base running is all about helping the guy behind you, helping your team um, score runs, put your put the guy behind you in a better spot to drive in a run, etc. Um, so if you think, and I've had people ask say this before, um, coaches have been around who say like. You know, think about the best teammates you've ever had, and close your eyes. I bet they were good base runners, and that usually, usually that it usually that it, it works if you ask your, if, ask yourself that question. So last night, that's an example of Brian Reynolds being a good teammate. Obviously, it was a good base running play; it helped the team win. Uh, but he's been he's being a good teammate by doing that. Ben, have you noticed over the years? Uh has base running taken kind of a back seat throughout baseball? Uh, is there more an emphasis around the league now these days and and specifically to the Pirates? And, and how are you creating this emphasis to work on the base running? Well, I don't think it takes a back seat on good teams. Um, you know, I think if you watch teams that really win at a high level and, you know, get into October, I mean, you have to be good at everything uh, to get deeper into October, but certainly base running is one of those things. I don't see those really good teams giving outs away on the bases too often or not taking the extra base when it's there. Um, and I do think it often becomes a team thing, kind of a part of the team identity. Um, so that, aside from practicing it, you know, you got to practice like anything else, you got to practice it. Um, but I think it, it, you know, what we're what we're doing is trying to make it part of a team identity. You know, so again, not just practice the skill of base running, but associate that with being a good teammate. And that starts certainly at the lowest levels, levels of the minor leagues. All right, we'll continue with the Pirates general manager of the Ben Charrington Show. Pirates home today against the Chicago Cubs before the Padres come in for four. More of the Ben Charrington Show next on the Pirates radio network. We're back with more of the Ben Charrington Show as the Pirates and Cubs meet today. And uh, Ben, uh, since we chatted uh, last Sunday, you were talking about what it was like to see fans at Wrigley Field. What about uh, your first chance to see PNC Park with fans in the stands, starting with Thursday's opener and last night's game? 
Well, it's it just makes a huge difference. Uh, we all know that, and um, you know it's in interesting. Last night when the rain came. Uh, Social distancing works until it starts raining, and then uh, we see everyone sort of scattering up towards the cover, and all of a sudden the social distancing's not there. So we'll have to think about that. But um, it's just a huge difference, and uh, it's exciting. It, it adds just a level of energy. It's hard to quantify. It just adds a level of energy. Our players feel it. Staff feels it. It's a motivation. And, of course, it's, it's also motivating to think about, like, doing these jobs really well. So... Uh, when, when the time, when, when, when it's allowed and when it's safe to do so, uh, this park is just filled, 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 filled more and more and more and more. Now that you're out and about, as Derek Shelton said, he is finally getting a chance to start to explore Pittsburgh. That means that I'm sure fans are starting uh, to come up to you and chat. You're getting a, a good dose. Well, we get. Um, I, I really, I've gotten some dose, you know, because you know we live in this virtual world, and there are ways to you know, reach out to people, even if you're not in front of them. Um, and then, of course, sometimes, like yes, it's, it is, a, you know, it is starting to open up, and you walk around, and uh, you know, my experience has been pretty much exactly what I expected, and that is that, uh, you know, people are just passionate and care a lot about the team doing well, um, you know, want to believe in the team. Uh, want to believe in the direction of the team. Um, very often, more most often, more often than not, uh, I will get input, ideas, uh, suggestions, and a lot of them are really good and thoughtful and supportive. And you know, they can be frustrated and supportive and good ideas at the same time. I guess I would say, um, and that's not surprising uh, because you know we know people in Pittsburgh care and they're good baseball fans. They know what they're looking at on the field and. Um, you know, as I said before, we're just going to work our tails off to, uh, you know, earn that trust over time and, and, you know, build a great thing. Ben, uh, when it comes to the voluntary vaccinations that took place the other day and Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield and Allegheny Health Network did a great job. And I, I assume that a lot of the players and staff uh, went through those vaccinations. Uh, I, I know you applaud uh, the partners, uh, Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield and Allegheny Health Network and the players involved in getting those vaccines. Yeah, what an effort. Um, certainly a lot of people from the Pirates who worked hard uh, on that, Travis Williams, Marcy McGovern, Todd Tomzik, Brian Stroh, a lot of others with the Pirates. But uh, yeah, our partners at AHN, David Holmberg, Dr. Kadir, who sort of uh, you know spearheaded the effort uh, with the vaccination. And even in the, I don't know, 24 hours uh, leading up to the event, on Thursday night where we offered the vaccination to our players and staff. Even in that last 24 hours, there were a ton of adjustments to just to deliver more, um, give more options, just provide a, even a higher level of uh, service. And uh, it, was, it was great to see it come together. Um, we had a really good participation rate, uh, which was good to see. Um, I think we'll continue to support that if, if, if uh, you know, our uh, people in our travel party or, you know, people around the team, you know, are interested, then we'll find a way to support that. Uh, we certainly believe it's it's good for the Pirates, good for everyone uh, to participate in that. Um, ultimately, understand, certainly respect the individual, you know, people's decision uh, on, on whether they want to do it or not. But it was great uh, to see a, a strong level of participation and incredible support from AHN, just a really good collaboration. Asked Shelty yesterday before the game about any after effects. Uh, everybody seemed to come out of it okay. He said he felt tired, which we've heard before. Uh, but I guess everybody's okay. Well, like, you know, we didn't 
we didn't. Every player was available last night, which was uh, uh, a really good sign. We've you know you, see, you walk, look around the league, and obviously there have been players with other teams who have uh, missed a day or two because of symptoms, not because of COVID, but because of symptoms from the vaccine. And uh, every player on our team was available last night. Um, now, in some cases, uh, you know, if you if you chose the Pfizer option, there's a second shot uh, that we need to follow up on later in April. So we'll look to. Uh, we're going to try to schedule those strategically and maybe spread them out a little bit um, so that we minimize the risk that, um, you know, that, that we that we are that players are missing time. Ben, what is the ultimate goal now to, in terms of the Pirates and Major League Baseball in terms of these vaccinations? What's the next big step? Well, I think, uh, you know, the, the, the stronger uh, participation rates we can get to. Um, and certainly the league and the player association combined are encouraging that, um, you know, the more, uh, I guess, freedoms, if for lack of a better word, uh, that will return in terms of how the major league travel party operates and moves around. Uh, we've been, we've been working and playing under pretty, pretty strict protocols now for over a year. And, uh, some of the, um, you know, some of maybe the, the ways that, you know, we were all used to operating in the past, um, you know, may return as we get to higher levels of vaccination. So that's part of why we're encouraging that. But more importantly, it's just it's just to keep people safe. You know, we want to uh, keep our players safe, our staff safe, fans safe, everyone around the team safe. Uh, we want to be able to play baseball in a way that's safe um, and doesn't put anyone at risk. And vaccinations simply increase their chances of doing that. First base coach for the Cubs tested positive. Craig Driver did not make the trip uh, Wednesday night into Pittsburgh. Did that impact at all? Because David Ross talked yesterday, the manager of the Cubs, that they've been testing almost every day and they came out of it fine with the contact tracing and everything else. Did that impact the Pirates at all? Well, it ended up not in impacting us. Um, you know, and I don't know all the details of it, but, you know, it's a good example of when something like happens, it could happen with any team, um, but it happened, I think, from what I understand, uh, you know, right, kind of right before, right as they were boarding a plane, basically, to come to Pittsburgh. And so you have to make a decision on whether to get on a plane or not. And then they're doing contact tracing while they're traveling. By the time they get to Pittsburgh, they realize, okay, we've got a, uh, we've got this amount of players who might have had contact, or this amount of people that might have had contacts. We got to test them. So credit to the Cubs, they did. A, you know, sounds like a really good job of. Uh, quickly testing, getting rapid testing on a number of folks just to make sure uh, that they were negative and that there was no risk um, of spread within their group. But then, of course, that also ends up protecting us because, um, you know, in, you know, we, we, <laughs> they're, the, they're going to be on the field against us uh, the next day. And so uh, they have to do that to protect themselves but also protect us and anyone at PNC. So they did that. Uh, sounds like they were able to... Um, uh, control that situation well and obviously able to play the game last night without losing anyone else. Uh, we'll have more with uh, Ben Charrington, the Pirates and the Cubs this afternoon at PNC Park. More of the Ben Charrington Show coming up on the Pirates Radio Network. Welcome back. We're talking to the Bucko General Manager, the Ben Charrington Show, Pirates-Cubs on a Sunday afternoon looking for a series win with uh, Trevor Williams on the hill for Chicago, JT Brubaker for Pittsburgh. Ben, do we have any kind of a key Brian Hayes update? I know he was taking ground balls the other day and uh, maybe fingers crossed that could he be ready as early as uh, maybe Thursday? So, um, you know, as you said, he's been taking, he's been doing his defensive work. Uh, he's progressing. I uh, believe he's going to get uh, checked again today. 
by our medical staff, and then um, you know may have may have a better idea after that as to uh, next steps. Um, you know, we still feel you know the same same as I said before last week. Still feel you know good about the uh, prognosis and uh, sort of longer term what, what this looks like. Um, that said, we're, de we're you know we're just not going to rush this. We he's going to tell us. Uh, when he feels uh, good enough to start swinging a bat, which will then, you know, dictate uh, sort of the pace of the return. And obviously at that point he'd have to go through some uh, sort of, uh, on, you know, on-field activity and go through a series of stuff to be able to be game ready again. So um, I, I, don't have a, uh, a, uh, I don't have a firm timeline on the return. Uh, we're, we're, we're still, uh, still feel good about the prognosis. He's headed in a good direction. Uh, get checked again today, and hopefully we'll have an update early this week. Pitcher Cody Ponce, Ben, has been throwing some bullpens. What would the next step be for him? Yeah, so I think he's uh, gotten up and down twice now, so like a two-inning sim game, we're going to do that, uh, get him up three times uh, next time out. And uh, and then at that point, he'll be, um, you know, really sort of, uh, we'd, we'd see him as a, um, you know, healthy, active pitcher, and, and we'll see where we are. Uh, at that point, so he's progressing well. He's still in Bradenton, progressing well. Do you see him uh, short term as a uh, bullpen arm, or could he be a starter? No, I think I think we want to continue to uh, stretch him out um, as a starting and length option. Uh, you know, as we've talked about, we we need as much depth in that area as, as we can have, and we've got some guys right now at the alt site uh, who are pitching in that role and doing well. Our, our alt site group played three games in Columbus. Uh, last week, they're going to head out on the road again, um, you know, uh, at, uh, towards the end of this week, this coming week. And um, they're getting their reps in. Uh, but we need to we need to continue to maintain and add as much starting pitching depth as we can. We know this is going to be a long season, and we see Cody as being a part of that. So some pitchers, you say, doing well at the alt site? Yeah, we had some, you know, guys that uh, were part of our Major League Spring Training, Miguel Yahure, um, Chase DeJong, uh, James Marvel, Stephen Wright. Uh, guys like that have all had a chance now to uh, pitch in games um, against the Indians all-site group uh, last week. Uh, th those guys are now back in Pittsburgh doing workouts. They're working out at Pitt actually tonight after our game here. Um, and then we'll get some more games for that group uh, starting uh, not this coming week but the following week. Now, will you, will you head out after this game? Would you go watch that? I am actually going to do that tonight. I haven't been able to get over there yet um, because of scheduling, but um, assuming this game lasts somewhere in the vicinity of three <laughs> or four hours, Brownie, I will <laughs> plan to head over there tonight. Uh, let's step aside right now, allow our stations to identify themselves. Go to Pirates.com, take advantage of the uh, special family deal as the Padres are coming to town for four, three night games, and then the finale on Thursday afternoon. Pirates.com slash tickets. And this is the Pirates Radio Network. Uh, when it comes, Ben, to this alt-site, uh, the, the games that are played, uh, you mentioned those, those pitchers. What exactly goes on? Is it just a regular game against the, those, those Indians uh, alt-site guys? Basically, yeah. Um, you know, there's no umpires, so it's a it's TrackMan is the umpire. Um, huh. If you've heard of TrackMan, he's, yeah. a, he's, a uh, he's a new entry in the he's umpire good. profession. Uh, so TrackMan is the umpire. Uh, but other than that, basically, it's a it's a it's a regular game, and you got two teams out there competing against each other, and um, you know we even keep score. So, <laughs> well, what's 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 the bucko record <laughs> so, at the alt site? I, I can't even remember actually. <laughs> um, 
but uh, no, it's 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 a real game, and guys are getting you know good competition, and we're going to have more of those in April. Uh, we mentioned uh, Trevor Williams today. The other night, uh, Joe Musgrove pitched uh, the, the no hitter. When it comes to uh, other former players, how closely do you watch, and how much do you root for them? Yeah, yes, and yes, and uh, um, yeah. I mean, look, th people. A lot of people around here know Joe, and and. Uh, I became a big fan of him over the last year and getting to know him and re really, really respect him and enjoyed getting to know him and learn from him and, um, you know, respect just how hard he has worked to continue to get better. He really has. He's made real adjustments as a pitcher um, over the last couple seasons. And, um, you know, imagine pitching a game like that for your hometown team uh, on the back of all the work he's done. Really happy for him. Um, and, you know, I... I you know, talking to our coaching staff uh, yesterday before the game, remarked to them too that they should feel good about it because uh, a lot of the progress that he made, um, and again, I'm giving Joe credit for this, but it's a, it's obviously it's a it's a shared effort. Uh, a lot of the progress he made last year from the beginning of spring training to the end of the season, and when he came off the DL and was so good at the end of the year, um, has been he's carried that into 2021 in terms of his pitch usage and the shape on his pitches and the way his body's moving and his arm action. Um, and it's it, it certainly come together for him in these first two outings. So uh, a lot of credit to go around, but particularly happy for Joe. Uh, we'll finish things up with the Pirates general manager of the Ben Charrington Show from PNC Park on the Pirates Radio Network. Last few minutes with Pirates general manager Ben Charrington, Pirates-Cubs this afternoon from PNC Park. Ben Phillip Evans, no surprise, back in the lineup today. Two for four yesterday, another homer. and hitting a cool 391. Uh, you gave him a shot last year before the injury. What is it that attracted you to sign a guy like Philip Evans? Well, it wasn't me. Um, you know, our, our scouts have liked him, and he was a minor league free agent last year and um, identified him as someone who we wanted to target. And we, we felt like even though he hadn't really broken through at the major league level, we felt like he could be a major league player, a good, a good player, a uh, good major league player. Um, and then Will Lawton, our director of baseball ops at the time, uh, worked really hard to sign him as a minor league free agent. So, um, you know, thankfully he did. And, um, yeah, he got off to a great start last year and then put his body on the line and unfortunately cost himself the rest of the season running into Polanco. Um, and that was a, it was a tough recovery. I mean, it, you know, people may not have all the details on that, but he got banged up pretty good. And uh, the broken jaw needed a surgery later on to uh, fix it. And... It was a tough recovery, lost a ton of weight. So uh, we're just excited to come in back into spring training to see him back on a baseball field. I think what, what we all appreciate about Phil is um, that he's he's got a lot of skills that just help a team. You know, he can play defense at a number of spots. He's a smart base runner. Uh, he gives a good at-bat. Obviously, he can hit, hit with power occasionally. Uh, he's a good teammate. He's so consistent day-to-day -day in his demeanor. Um, you know, just it's, it's a nice it's a nice guy to be around during the course of a baseball season. He's so so reliable. He's such a reliable personality. Um, so it's fun to see him having success. And obviously, when you're doing what he's doing, managers will find your find a way to put you in the lineup. I guess you really you, you can forget. Uh, and we should we should stress that that the rehab effort because as you say he lost a ton of weight and he's got his strength back obviously hitting that home run the way he did last night that is good I mean, he crushed that ball into in kind of a tough weather into tough weather and um, 
yeah, good good to see him drive a ball like that after everything he's been through. Ben, can he be the kind of guy, would you expect he, he could carve uh, his way into an everyday role down the, the road, or is he a, a guy that would, would bounce around? Well, I think maybe both, you know. I mean, I think his, his ability to move around the field helps him play a lot. And we know guys, we know there are guys who effectively become everyday players by playing a lot of different places. And then you find your way into the lineup or you find your way into games uh, by doing that. So um, could he play one spot too? Sure, you know, not ruling that out. But um, he gives himself, you know, you know he, just, he gives himself a chance to um, not just be on a team but get into games because he just does a lot of things. I know we've got less than a minute. Does he have one better position, best position defensively? <laughs> well, I think he's I think he's comfortable everywhere you put him. I mean, he came up as a shortstop, I know, like when he was really younger. So he can play everywhere. Um, and he had a really good inning on the mound the other day, so we should, <laughs> we should not forget that. I'm sorry. I forgot about that. Ben, thanks so much. We'll talk to you next Sunday. All right. Thanks, Bernie. The Ben Charrington Show comes your way every Sunday before the Pirates play, and the Pirates ready to play the Chicago Cubs this afternoon with J.T. Brubaker on the mound making his second start of the young season, and he'll be opposed by former Pirate Trevor Williams. Coming up on our pregame show, Joe Block will chat with Pirates manager Derek Shelton, talk about last night's 8-2 victory and the opportunity today with a W to win the series before the San Diego Padres come to town for a four-game set starting tomorrow night. Again, our thanks to Ben Charrington. Pre-game next on the Pirates Radio Network. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.